What is what is going on, ball boys and ball girls? Hope you guys are doing super duper well today. Happy to be with you here Monday, April 5th. Back with you today on the Ball Boy Blog featuring Ball Boy Talk, the official podcast of the Ball Boy Blog. Um, today's episode is brought to you by... Hmm, who do we want this episode brought to you by today? None other than Dano's Seasoning. Dano's Seasoning. That yum, yum, get you some. If you're over on YouTube, you see the big bottle combo here in my hand. Yes, the big bottle combo, delicious. You can tell I popped that top, baby. I use that trigger finger. Let me see here. You can get 933 servings per bottle. I did not know that. That's crazy. Literally zero sugar, all natural ingredients, no bad, low sodium. The sodium that is in here, sea salt, sea salt. There's literally like that much salt. If you're on YouTube, you can see, but there's like that much salt in every bottle. The rest of it is all natural, just delicious flavor. Yum, yum. Get you some. If you want to get you some yum, yum, what you're going to do is once right now, you're going to go down, you're going to keep this video going down in the description on the podcast or on YouTube, wherever you're at, you're going to go, you're going to click, you're going to go over, you're going to hit the link tree link. You're going to go over to that link tree. You're going to go to the Dano seasoning one. You're going to go buy you some of that yum, yum, get you some, cause you don't know till you Dan know, and you're going to absolutely love it. Um, you're going to put in the code ballboy at checkout. To make sure that they know that I sent you to get that yum yum, get you some. Um, you're going to be supporting the blog. You're going to be saving maybe a little bit of Skrilla. Um, and you're going to be supporting an amazing company um, with great seasoning. And you're going to get all that flavor. And you're going to completely change the way you cook. And you'll thank me later. Um, but yes, that yum yum, get you some Danos. Go down, hit the description, go over to the link tree. Um, hit the Dano seasoning one, ball boy at checkout, bada bing, bada boom. Yum, yum, in your tum-tum. Anyways, let's jump into today's news. Welcome back in, ball boys and ball girls. You just heard that little message from myself about our delicious Dano Mike seasoning. Um... If you don't know, every Tuesday we have that yum yum get you some power rankings coming out brought to you by Dano Seasoning. Um, they're Dano Might. Um, so those are coming out every Tuesday um, throughout the regular season. But we're going to jump into some news. So as you've probably seen by now, the MLB announced um, that the All-Star Game and the draft was going to be moved out of Atlanta, Georgia. It's official. It's getting out of there. It's no longer going to be held in Atlanta this season. Um, Robert Manf- Rob Manfred. Um, the commissioner, our great commissioner statement. Um, also, I don't think he's that great. Oh, that was sarcasm. Um, his statement, I have decided that the best way to demonstrate our values as a sport is by relocating this year's All-Star Game and MLB draft. Major League Baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box. In 2020, MLB became the first professional sports league to join the nonpartisan civic alliance to help build a future in which everyone participates in shaping the United States. We proudly use our platform to encourage baseball fans and communities throughout our country to perform their civic duty and actively participate in the voting process. 
Fair access to voting continues to have our games unwavering support. So, basically, we, we don't get political here on the Ball Boy blog. We're not, we don't talk politics. Um, I just got to bring you guys the news and the statements that are read. Um, so, without getting too political, we're going to move on from that. But just keep an eye out uh, for where the uh, MLB could be moving this year's uh, draft and All-Star Game 2. It's likely that it could be moved to Milwaukee. It's a very likely destination uh, because there's going to be a big tribute to Hank Aaron. So Milwaukee is a very likely destination. Uh, let's see. The next big piece of league news. Uh, Major League Baseball has settled on a 20-round draft in the, for the 2021 season. J.J. Cooper of Baseball America reported that the outcome, you know, it was, it was likely um, as a minimum number of rounds is required um, in the 2020 agreement between the MLB and MLBPA. It's a huge step up from the five-round player draft um, we saw last year. 20-round length still clocks in at half the time of the standard 40-round draft. For starters, you know, it's been known for months that the event was going to be moved back to July. Major League Baseball added, you know, announced back in November that there is going to be the MLB Draft League, the six-team showcase league will offer some of the country's top amateurs the opportunity to compete against one another in the weeks leading up to the draft. There's also talk about an NFL-style combine of sorts, which gives clubs more up-to-date medical information on potential draftees, uh, pushing the draft back until after the College World Series and state high school tournament uh, completions also avoids injury risk for top talent after the draft. Um, so overall, I, I like this. It's a step in the right direction. Um, I, I personally never liked the 40-round player draft. Um, I really think the lesser rounds is going to stick around for a long time going into next year's CBA. Um, you know, this, the 20 rounds, it's really interesting because it's, it's only 20 rounds. Only 20 players are going to get selected to these new teams. Um, you know, teams are going to – Guys are going to retire. People are going to move on. Um, not all of these guys are going to sign. So it's 20 rounds. It's more than likely like 15 sign. Um, it's the top uh, 500 players to 600. I don't know math. Um, but it's it's still a lot of players that are going to be selected. A lot of talent that's going to be um, brought into the MLB, brought into the minor leagues. Um but it's really interesting because there's not as many minor league teams anymore. There's 120 minor league affiliates um, with 26 roster spots per team. Um, of course, you still have the Dominican Summer League, the Arizona Fall League, different different programs like that for players. But, you know, we don't see that, like, huge expansion anymore. So it's going to create better competition at the lower levels of the, ML, of the minor leagues because these guys are going to be super talented pushing – those guys who are already one or two years into a single A and double A ball um, say, hey, I just got here last year, but I'm better than you. I'm going to skip you. So it's really going to push the competition along, I think, having more quality players instead of just 40 random dudes coming in um, who the team isn't even sure of. It helps scouts. It helps organizations be more confident because these draft picks are investments. Um, so I really like this. I think it's a great move. I would like to see it lowered. Um because we know the M NBA is two rounds. The NFL is seven. I would really love for the MLB to settle right around 12 to 15 rounds in the future. Um, just for the sake of us watching the draft and being excited and knowing who the heck's coming out. Uh, I think 12 to 15 is a sweet spot uh, where the MLB will ultimately land come the end of the CBA uh, bargaining next season. 
Let's see. Last couple pieces. Um, A's manager, Bob Melvin. He's in the last season of his guaranteed contract. Um, however, the organization is pretty much saying it's up to you, Bob. You decide what you want to do. It's a club option, but you're going to let you decide. You've earned that here. Um, I seriously doubt Melvin goes anywhere. Let's see. Roster moves. So you guys have probably seen that the Angels right-handed pitcher Ty Buttry, he was placed on the restricted list after choosing not to report to the alternate side after being optioned. Um since then, he's retired. He's officially calling it um, at 27, 28 years old, um, and he's done pitching. Um, he said it's just not what he wanted anymore. It's not where his passion lies. And, you know, ultimately, you know, however he came to that realization, he came to it, and that's what matters. Some raw, other roster moves, some guys that were called up and sent down. Uh, the Reds, uh, Edgar, right-handed pitcher Edgar Garcia cleared waivers and was outrighted to the alternate site. Uh, Pirates left-handed pitcher Kyle Doey cleared waivers and was outrighted to the alternate site. Cubs infielder Elmerito Vargas also cleared waivers, was optioned. The Braves recalled infielder Johan Camargo on the third after placing infielder Iri um, Iriazana on the IL. Uh, the Diamondbacks promoted shortstop Gerardo Perdomo uh, to the MLB as a 4-3. Nick Ahmed's knee pain, um, he was placed on the IL. Um, the Blue Jays selected left-handed pitcher Tommy Malone's contract and option right-handed pitcher Joe Bayampas uh, to the alternate site while Kirby Yates was transferred to the 60-day IL. Uh, let's see, the Pirates selected the contract of infielder Wilfer, Wilmer Defoe. To make room for Defoe, uh, right-handed pitcher Tyler Bachelor was DFA'd. And then another move that the Pirates made, right-handed pitcher Kyle Crick cleared all the COVID protocols and he was batted, added back to the roster from the COVID IL. Um, or restricted list. Um, he was away for a personal matter. Um, and Will Crow was optioned to the alternate site in a corresponding moves. Some free agent signings. Um, let's see here. The Angels inked David Fletcher, second baseman David Fletcher, to a five-year contract worth up to $26 million that locks him up as an Angel for the next half decade with Mike Trout um, through his age 31 season. The Rocky signed right-handed pitcher Julius Chachin, uh, to a major league contract. The Nationals signed catcher Jonathan Lucroy to a minor league deal. The Braves signed infielder Yomer Sanchez, right-handed pitcher Carl Edwards Jr., and left-handed pitcher Jesse Biddle to minor league contracts. While also uh, outfielder Philip Irving cleared waivers and all were sent to the alternate site. And the Reds lastly claimed Bo Taylor off of waivers from the Indians um, in his reporting to the alternate site. Um, Annabelle Sanchez and Brad Peacock um are drawing interest um both of them could sign a deal within the coming week 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 and a half um you know the nationals are in interested in sanchez he was part of that 2019 team um you know i would also see a good fit with the astros the marlins and the yankees here so uh well that's where i see him brad peacock i would expect the astros mariners and red sox to be interested um in peacock as well as also sanchez Let's see, some injuries, some new injuries. Not a lot, but some very impactful ones, important ones to pay attention to. Outfielder Michael Brantley left the game on the third after a hit by pitch in the x-rays. He was unable to hold a bat. He had swelling. Uh, x-rays came back negative, so he's okay. He's just going to miss a few days. Um, Right-handed pitcher Eliciar Hernandez of the Marlins. He left his start due to inflammation in his right bicep tendon. Um, so we'll kind of see what happens there. Um 
team's a little worried. They don't have a set timetable for him yet. Um, some third baseman went down over opening weekend. Uh, the Pirates third baseman, Cabrian Hayes, he left the game on 4-3 due to a left wrist discomfort after uh, sliding back into first base on a pickoff. He's on the 10-day IL as, of course, the um, Pirates are going to be extra cautious with their budding superstar third baseman. Royals third baseman, Hunter Dozier, he has a swollen hand. Um, they don't think he's going to miss enough time to miss uh, to warrant a roster move, so he should be fine in a couple days. Um, Twins third baseman Josh Donaldson doubled in his first as bad of the new season. He was then pulled due to right hamstring tightness. Um, so more to come on Donaldson. Sorry, I just had a drink out of my coldest water there. Uh, bottle there. Um, a is right-handed relief pitcher Trevor Rosenthal. He's dealing with some fatigue in his shoulder. Uh, manager Bob Melvin is not sure when he will return. Some quick updates. Um, Yankees first baseman Luke Voigt. He's targeting a mid-May return. Um, let's see. Braves infielder Iri Adrizana. He's placed on the COVID IL, or he's placed on the IL on 4-3 for personal reasons. So he will go through protocols before returning to the team. Um, Giants, Jalen Davis out four to six weeks with knee tendonitis. John Brebria and Tyler Bede are both throwing twice a week bullpens as they recover from their Tommy John surgery. So they're looking like midsummer additions to that bullpen. Uh, Daniel Nunez is scheduled to begin his rehab from Tommy John surgery this week. Um, he underwent Tommy John surgery just a couple weeks ago, so he won't uh, be back this season. Um, let's see. Alex Wood is throwing sim games as he works back from his lower back strain. Um, right-handed pitcher Silva Brancho, he's about 7 to 10 days away from throwing from the mound. Then lastly, Marlins right-handed pitcher Sixto Sanchez underwent an MRI on the second. Results were ne- or results as of 4-3 showed mild inflammation in his back of his shoulder, and he will rest. Um, there's no timetable for his return. He was also optioned to the alternate site prior to the season opening. And then you guys have probably seen that the uh, the Nationals kind of messed up opening day for everyone in New York and Washington um, because of their COVID struggles. Um, they're still in quarantine. The most recent test as of Sunday, so yesterday, uh, all came back negative. Players are in quarantine. Coaches are in quarantine. Um, so they're looking like they should be playing this week. The Mets will be playing this week and they have had no, they've not been impacted by it. Um, so that is the news. Um, uh, we are going to jump over into contender or pretender, um, new segment here on the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. So we're going to jump over to that right now. Welcome back, guys. Today's contender, pretender, is brought to you by none other than my good friends at Rep Sport and Raise Energy. Today, I'm showing you guys on the YouTube um, some of the products that you can get from Raise Energy. So, obviously, you guys know about the cans, right? And these are no pretenders. None of this product I'm about to show is a pretender and talk about is pretending at all. They're all contenders. They are the biggest contender in the energy drink field that y'all are sleeping on. Um, right here, we got on-the-go package, Apollo, Galaxy Burst, which is my personal favorite. 
Then sour gummy worms with is a crowd favorite and one of the is pretty much the top energy drink that they make. These are to-go packets. You take them with a about 16 ounces of water, dump it in, you get all the same benefits of a regular raise without the carbonation, unless you dump it into a bubbly or something, which is delicious. Um, but no, I highly recommend this right here. Um, to-go packs. Also, hypersleep. This is basically just delicious melatonin. You mix it with a warm cup of milk. Um, it's, you know, growth, sleep, and support. It's a performance sleep aid. It helps you recover. It helps you get into that deeper sleep to help your muscles recover better. Hypersleep, highly recommend it. Um, parents, if you have your mother, your dad, your sister, your brother, anyone watching your kids for a night, and you want to catch up on some sleep, Take some hypersleep. I guarantee you best sleep of your life while they're gone. You won't regret it. And lastly, for my fellow gym rats, for my baseball bros, I'm on the diamond, anyone at all, broken arrow, pre-workout. Oh, my gosh. Nuclear pre-workout about sums it up. Seriously, some of the best pre-workout I have ever taken. I absolutely love it. Um, none of these. Con all of these, contenders, none of them, pretenders. Um, if you want to go and get yourself some of all of these products or any of them, also in the link tree, in the description that I talked about earlier, hit the raise energy, code BALLBOY at checkout. You're going to save 15% on your entire order. Always this promo going on. Go and get you some over at Rep Sports. Use the link in the link tree. So I, rec I record on Sundays. Um, not all games have gone final. Not all these um, standings are up to date and whatnot. So it, you know, it's gonna vary. Um, so, but you know, bear with me. It's gonna give me a pretty good indication of where everyone's at. So we're gonna look at the top and the bottom of each division, um, or you know, someone in that division that I think you know is gonna rebound. So we're gonna start in the AL East. So the Orioles are three zero. Um, with a, what is that, plus 13 run differential. Um, they have some great starting pitching in their first few games. John Means, Matt Harvey, those guys look legit. Um, a good one-two punch to start the season. Um, I like the Orioles, but I'm throwing pretender out there right now. Um, and then last place right now is the Red Sox at 0-3. They've dropped all three of their games to the Orioles which is awfully surprising, but not because, you know, you got a guy like Alex Verdugo who's 0 for 8. The offense just hasn't clicked, and they're at a minus 13 run differential. So I bet they'll turn it around. I have not loved whatsoever what I've seen from their rotation. It's been not good. Um, hopefully they get Eduardo Rodriguez and Chris Sale back soon because uh, I'll definitely need it. Um, rounding out the East, you got the Blue Jays in second, Rays in third, Yankees in fourth. In the AL Central, the Tigers are on top. Actually, we got a three-way tie for the uh, Central, it looks like. We got the Tigers, Royals, and Twins all at 2-1 and one, um, with the um, – wow, ESPN, they just need to make their stuff just a little bit bigger. So while you're recording a podcast, you can actually see. Um, let's see. So Tigers are on top, technically. Um so they hold the tiebreakers, but they have a negative two run differential. I'm calling pretender on the Tigers. Um, it's still rebuild season there. They're still rebuilding. 
I do think 2022-2023, we might see a different Tigers team. Um, but if you missed it, the best highlight from opening day was the whiteout in Detroit, um, where Miguel Cabrera hit a home run that he thought was a double um, in that whiteout. So he slid into second base and then finished running around the bases. But, uh, yes, and then you got the Royals. I'm also calling pretender, even with the plus seven run differential, still calling pretender. Uh, Minnesota Twins, uh, they're two and one plus seven run differential. Um, calling contender, I think they're legit. I think they're going to keep it up. Um, rounding out the division, White Sox in fourth, Indians in fifth, um, with one and two records. You know, not too worried about either of these teams. I still think the White Sox are a contender. They just got a lot of stuff to figure out with Eloy going down as close to the season as they did. Let's see. Finishing out the AL, we're in the West. The Astros are 3-0 and um, with a plus, does that really say 19 run differential on the A's? It sure does. Um, wow. Uh, let's see here. Currently, you know, I, I like what I see with the A's or the Astros. I mean, it's, it sucks to say that, but they've they've been, they've been good. Um, I'm going to call them contending pretenders. I don't think it's going to last, um, especially once, you know, they get rid of some of their pieces. Um, I, I do think, I don't think it's going to last in, at, in Houston. Um, and fifth place is the athletics at 0 and three. They've been playing the uh, Astros. So they're at a minus 19 run differential <sighs> contenders. Still, they got, they always kind of start slow. They're more of a, you know, first quarter of the season isn't the greatest. And then they turn it on and they, bounce back up to the top of the AOS. So not worried at all about the A's in the West. Um, running out the division, you got the Angels and the Mariners tied for second, and you got the Rangers in third place at, or fourth place at one and two. Going over to the National League East, the Phillies, 3-0, and plus six run differential. I, I've been watching the Phillies, honestly. I've liked what I've seen. Um, I can't really say I haven't. Um, beating the Braves, um, who has some very quality starting pitching and some, you know, just the only thing that I don't love about the Braves, they're in fifth place. I do think the Phillies and the Braves are both contenders. Um, the Braves, they, they're aggressive, and that's going to hurt them all season if they don't change their approach at the plate. In today's game on Sunday, um, you know, come the fifth inning, um, Eflin only had like 55 pitches going into the fifth. Um, well, Ian Anderson on their side had already thrown 60, 70 plus pitches, um, already in the fifth, they're an aggressive hitting team. They go after the first pitch about 30 to 40% of the time. Um, so that's, that's where I have a hold up with the Braves right now. I do think they're contenders still. I do think they're going to win this division. I do think the Phillies are going to be a great team season long though. Um, their pitching looked really good through these first three games. In the Central, we got the Reds and the Cubs for a tie at first place. Um, you know, they've been playing each other. So, you know, we've had the Reds at a plus nine run differential. Um, they've given up 27 runs, allowed 18. The Cubs have given up 12 um, or scored 12, given up nine. Uh, so a plus three run differential there. Both of them are two and one. Um, no, they're not playing each other. I take that back. The Reds are playing the Cardinals. Um, the Cubs are playing the Brewers. Um, let's see here. 
So the Reds, you know, they had that brawl yesterday on Saturday. Um, not yesterday, Saturday. Um, you know, that brawl started. I want to get into it real quick. Just talk about it. That was funny. So started on Friday. Castellanos got hit by a pitch. Um, sent him to first, kind of had to stare down. Next day, um, oh, no, 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 sorry. I, I'm going ahead of the story. Um, so he gets, you no, know, okay, sorry. I got this all mixed up in my head. I am so sorry. He hits a home run. He stares at it. Um does an emphatic bat flip, um, you know, muscles it. So, you know, he's already got some showboniness going on there. Next day, fast forward Saturday, he gets hit by a pitch in the elbow, um, kind of stares him down. He gets around to third base, um, wild pitch. Next thing you know, he's at home sliding in. And then he just flexes on um, on the pitcher and just like, uh-uh, that was a – that bench was cleared – you know, brawl after that, no one got hit. He he kind of really stepped off to the side after that. He kind of just watched it all unfold. Um, him and Yadier Molina exchanged some words. Um, really interesting. I don't think anyone got hit with any fines or anything in that. So, no harm, no foul, really. Um, it's baseball. Um, Trevor Bauer put out an interesting tweet after that, too, saying, it would be more interesting if there were brawls every four or five games. I think it would really increase fan interest. I'm like, yeah, it would. Uh, I would love to see brawls every four or five games between heated rivals. Um, I think that would be great. Um, I can see Trevor starting about uh, one every five days, conveniently. Um, who knows? Um, so, yes, Reds. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Mm, I'm still taking them as the fourth best team in this division. I just. I just haven't loved it. Um, they scored a lot of runs, but I don't know if it'll maintain itself. Um, the Cubs, I don't even know what the Cubs are. A plus three run differential, uh, two and one record, you know, over the Brewers. Um, oh, I don't, I don't love, I didn't love what I saw from the Cubs. I think they got some great quality pitching from Davies. They got a one heck of a six innings out of Jake Arrieta. Um, you know, they got a good outing out of Hendricks. So, overall, I I would say the Cubs are contenders. Um, I like it. I like what I see from the Cubs. I like the pitching. I mean, being able to win two games after scoring only 12 runs between three games is some quality pitching to keep them ahead and to win. Um, the Cardinals, one and two. They end the weekend with a minus nine run differential. Again, I record this on Sunday, so these are just what ESPN gives me today. Um so I still think that, I mean, they allowed 27 runs and only scored eight. They scored 18, which is more than the Pirates and Brewers combined. Um, you know, so I, I definitely think they're contenders. The offense is there. Um, I think the pitching just has to rein it in a little bit. Adam Wainwright got roughed up in his 2.2 innings pitched. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's there. The team's there, you know, contenders still. Lastly, Rounding out contender or pretender brought to you by Rep Sports and Raise Energy. Um, code Ballboy at checkout. Uh, link in description. Um, Padre starting off the weekend season three and zero uh, with a plus ten run differential, nineteen runs scored. Um, I like it. I like what I see from them. The pitching was strong with Darvish and Snell. Really liked it. Um, definitely contenders. 
Dodgers starting out two and one. We saw Bauer take a no-no into the six, and then that dreaded third time through the lineup, um, he got roughed up for four runs. Uh, plus three run differential. Uh, they scored 22 runs, allowed 19, so the pitching has some work to do. Um, overall, I think the Dodgers are contenders. Rounding out this division, the Diamondbacks are 0-3. Yes, they are pretenders. There are no contenders within them at all. Um, however, they were playing the Mariners. Or no, sorry, Diamondbacks. I was thinking Giants. Um, let's see. They gave up 19 runs, minus 10 run differential. Um, I don't think the Giants or Diamondbacks are contenders whatsoever. Um, surprisingly, though, the Rockies, who were playing the Dodgers, roughed them up for those 19 runs. So the Dodgers or the Rockies might not be as bad as we think. Um but again, that ends contender or pretender. We are going to jump over into some fantasy baseball ad drop hold uh, brought to you by the coldest water bottle here in just one second. We're going to take a quick break um, and then we're going to jump right back into it. Right. Um, welcome back in. Um, I really love that drop right there. Uh, transition. It's one of my favorites um, over on Anchor, Anchor Podcast. So this is also a new regular season segment that we're going to get into. Add, drop, hold. So we're going to talk some fantasy baseball to round out the show today. Um, brought to you by the coldest water bottle. Yes, these things are a add if you have them or a uh, hold an ad if you don't have them, a hold if you do have them. I mean, just hear the clank. That's some good clank. Uh, this beautiful purple one is actually my wife's, but I'm drinking out of it today for the video. This matte gray one, also amazing. This is a 32-ounce one. They're light. They keep your water cold for 36 hours. I've had ice in this one for 36 hours. You hear that shake? That's ice. That is still the ice in there. 36 hours later. So good. So crisp. Um, they have kids water bottles. My daughter has one of them. Um, they have coffee mugs that keep your drink hot. So hot. Um, they're just great colors. They're a local company. They're a small company. They've won numerous awards. Um, they have ice packs, coolers, pillows, beds, all sorts of stuff. Uh, if you want one of your own beautiful, coldest water, water bottles, that description that I keep talking about, that link tree, there's a code in there. Go over there right now. Hit the coldest water. Use code BALLBOY10 at checkout. You're going to save 10% on their full website of products, BALLBOY10, another great way that you can support the blog. Um, so we're going to get into ad drop hold, uh, some fantasy baseball stuff. So um, this, of course, is going into, into Monday, record on Sunday. So this is stuff that I've seen over the past few days, some guys that I really liked um, that I would definitely add uh, going into this week. It's never too early to add and drop players that you drafted. It's okay. Um, 
small sample sizes. You need to win. You need to get those wins early in the season. Um, you need to make those adjustments. If you got to drop someone you just drafted, oh, well. Um, you made a bad pick, but there's probably someone better out there on waivers. So two guys that I'm holding. No, three guys that I'm holding. After, you know, rough start to the season, um, I'm holding Dansby Swanson still, uh, shortstop of the Braves. You know, he's going into Sunday. He started out 0-7. 0.4% of people dropped him. Um, so he could become available in your league. So definitely go and check that out to see if Swanson's there. I'm holding on to Swanson. I'm holding on to Ryan Mountcastle. He's actually been added in 2.2% of leagues. Um, so he has 87.3 um, in ESPN. We're going off ESPN stats. Um, so he's he might be available if someone's sleeping on him or someone dropped him just because they didn't like the first few games. Um, you know, he started off one for eight with two RBIs. And lastly, the last guy I'm holding is Alex Verdugo of the Red Sox. That whole team kind of got off to a rough start this week. Um, Verdugo 0 for 8. Um, he's actually added in 0.9% of leagues. Um, I forgot to turn the TV uh, mute. Uh, I was watching the game. Um, let's see. Um, so he's on in 91.4% of leagues. So likely he isn't available in your league, but he very well could be. So go and take a look. So these are three guys I'm holding that could have been dropped. Um, and then some guys I'm dropping uh, that I would drop if you had them, you know, kind of just cut the ties um, and find someone better. I would be cutting Isaiah Kinner Falafea of the, of the Rangers. I'd be cutting Adam Wainwright. I would be cutting Dallas Keuchel. I'd be cutting Anthony Bath, Bass. And I would also be cutting Fran Mill Reyes. Um, you know, these guys will probably pop back up because these guys, are all everyone else in your league will see that eh, probably not that good. Um, I'm going to go after, you know, this other guy. So those are some guys I would definitely consider dropping, um, going into this next week. And some guys that I would go out and add. So these guys, I'm actually already going out and trying to add them, honestly. Um, but some players that I'm looking to add. Right now, uh, let's start with hitters. Uh, Michael Taylor. Oh, geez. I did not mean to zoom in that much. Um, I'm going Michael Taylor. Um, where is he here? Michael Taylor, Kansas City Royals outfielder. Let's see here. Get him to the top of the screen. He's gone five for nine uh, with two home runs, six RBIs. He is owned. He is only owned in 20% of ESPN leagues. Right? Yep, he's rostered in 20, 20% of ESPN leagues. Go and add Michael Taylor. If you have any of the guys I mentioned, you need to drop. Uh, he would be a great add right now. Next guy, Joey Wendell of the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, where is Joey Wendell? I just had him here. Where did he go? Right here. Joey Wendell. He's owned in only 11.8% of leagues. Um, he has started off the season going three for eight with one home run, four RBIs, and a 375 batting average. Um, he's eligible at third base, second base, and shortstop. So you get that roster versatility for a guy who gets on base and who's not going to be well, he's not going to be coveted after, but he's going to provide some solid fantasy value. Um, Evan Longoria, Mr. Longo. 
Uh, he's only third base eligible. However, that's okay. Um, he started up the season with four for 11, two home runs, four RBIs. He's rostered in 14.9% of leagues. Um, I would definitely look at adding Evan Longoria. Um, next is surprise, surprise, uh, catcher Yerman Mercedes. Uh, well, Yerman Mercedes. Um, want to say it correctly? Um, eight for nine, one home run, six RBIs, rostered in 33.1% of leagues, which is a boost of 33.1%. No one had him added. No one even knew who the heck this guy was until a couple days ago. Um, definitely worth a pickup if you need a second catcher. He's only catcher eligible. Um, he has the Mariners coming up next few games. So kind of, you know, take your chances there. Um, they're on the back half of the rotation. So, guys, you can kind of look up and pick out. Um, next is um, some pitchers. Three pitchers that I want you guys to look at and consider picking up. The first, John Means of the Orioles. I mean, such a strong start. Uh, seven innings pitched, no earned runs, five strikeouts, and a win. Um, he's owned. He's rostered in 47.3% of leagues. Definitely worth an add. Next, Yusei Kikuchi of the Seattle Mariners. Um, Kikuchi went six innings pitched in his first start with one walk, 10 strikeouts, three earned runs. He's owned in 27.2% of leagues. I would definitely look at adding Kikuchi. Um, next is lastly, Archie Bradley of the Phillies. Um, you know, he's got 1.1, only thrown an inning and a third. Uh, he has locked down no saves yet um, with the Phillies. However, the Phillies have had a great offense so far, so he hasn't really needed to. Um, he's just been able to come in and pitch. He is trending down. Dropped in 4.1% of the leagues, 26.9% rostered. Um, definitely a guy that you would want to look at right now. Um, some other trending pitchers, um, Peter Peter Fairbanks of the Rays, only rostered in 28.2. Uh, Jake Arrieta, he's been added about 16% of leagues, 23.2% uh, rostered. Um, Trevor Rogers of the Twins, um, another guy you can look at um, if you need relievers. Um, let's see here. Uh, and then some trending batters. Uh, let's see, some trending batters that we got here. Obviously, your Mercedes, Adam Frazier of the Pirates, um, only rostered in 34% of league, started off the season three for eight. Buster Posey, if you need a catcher, two home runs, two RBIs. Um, he's looked like he's back into form. Um, and, of course, Michael Taylor and then Garrett Hampton as well of the of the um, Rockies. So those are a few guys. That is Add, Drop, Hold, brought to you by the coldest water, water bottle. Um, and, again, guys, that's it. That's today's show. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I appreciate it. You guys, y'all know that. Y'all know I, I love you guys. I love when you listen. I love when you drop in on YouTube. Um, I would love if you guys came over to TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all of those handles. Guess where you can find them? You guessed it. Description, link tree, everything you want to know, everywhere you want to follow, follow along. Um, 
be part of the community. You guys already are, but you know, follow us on all the other social media platforms. Um, love it if you did. Uh, make sure you go and look at the shorts I've made here on YouTube. Um, that's a great beta program that YouTube's launched. Outside of that, guys, thank you so much for being here. Stay tuned. More great content coming throughout the season. Take care. One love. Blessings. Take care, ball boys, ball girls.